HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. The following program has been brought to you by Rolling Press, a family-run, eco-friendly printing company. For more information, visit rollingpress.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky tunes.
Welcome to Snacky Tunes, a very CMJ edition. CMJ, welcome. We have we've come to the end of another CMJ. How are you? Worse for wear? Better for wear? Feel okay. Um, ben cut his foot pretty badly. Did he really? Yeah. Um, Definitely. That yeah. was Juliana Barwick. That was great. I love that song. Good. Good for the uh, clouds that are rolling in right about now. Aw, thanks, guys. Uh, and we have Ben Stevenson uh, coming up. Out. Coming up at the end of the show. He'll yeah, be here. Uh, coming all the way from Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Then makes two uh, two live acts. Two yeah. live acts. But first up, we have Chef Patty Jackson. Welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Po- good. Post brunch recovery. Post brunch recovery. Um, it's crazy. I, what is uh, what is your headspace like during brunch, post brunch, especially in Williamsburg? Because it's such like a a feverish time of activity. It's kind of yeah. It's it, it's sort of you're so in the the zone of it. You know, you just kind of. Watching it all go by, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, eggs! Oh, eggs!" You know. How many how many egg dishes can you have going at once? Um, you mean Personally, types? No, or? just like like when you, how many pans you can you can you? Well, we have like six burners. Okay, so it's like six omelets, and then maybe you could get like two orders of pancakes, and then maybe some bacon and some scrapple. How many eggs? Scrapple. How many eggs per? Oh, and we can put a you can put a funnel cake in the fryer. Uh, so oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. How many eggs per brunch? Uh, we go through about 50 or 60 dozen on so a weekend. Insane. So I guess 30 dozen That's for brunch. There's uh, one of the best uh, New York articles is about uh, like brunch egg chefs in Vegas. It's just, it's astounding. It's it's one of the best. I think that has to be like some sort of level of, of, it's an, of, it's of another, hell. Is like when you work the omelet station at a buffet in like Las Vegas. Uh, I was in Orlando last week um, at like a very corporate meeting, and it was like uh, six omelet stations, and just yeah, just like the saddest, <laughs> saddest omelets uh, ever, ever in made. Just kind of like and like they're person, like it's the most impersonal personal <laughs> food for you. You're like cool, thanks. You saw that movie? I've never seen an omelet chef smile, right? What? I've never seen Amos Chef Smile. It's a great movie. Is that really a... No, it's not a movie. Um, so, Patty, your restaurant, Delaware and Hudson, is awesome. Well, thank you I've had the much. pleasure of eating there. I've had the pleasure of feeding you there, which was... And you yeah, know... Where was my invite? You were in Orlando. No. Um, Time does Having not match Having sad omelets. Sad omelets. But I... Uh, the saddest. I, I sad swear omelets. that it's like... Not only did it, did it open a little under the radar, like it was just egg-moved... You opened, and then within a couple months, Michelin star. Yeah, it was really strange. How many months have you been open? We've been open for five months. Okay. So that's... But there's got to be some, like, lead up to that. You weren't just, like, cooking in obscurity. Yeah, no, I was. Oh, you were? Well, it felt obscure. Okay. Um, Most great artists suffer alone. Yeah. Or or make other people suffer with them while they suffer alone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, the opportunity came up to take over that space and it was a great space yeah. and, great and space. We on north kind of, fifth on north fifth between bedford and barry yeah. <laughs> those ceil- those ceilings i love that yeah the, the i just it's, it's a pretty little room like i yeah. walked in and i fell in love with it and then all of a sudden i, I it was mine and then we opened it and, and then all this good stuff happened to us it's it just what, good what were you doing what were you doing beforehand um well i was not working for about a year before that okay and then uh be- but before that i was the chef of a restaurant called e truly Oh, which yeah. is in Manhattan. It's a big, beautiful old Italian restaurant. A little different than what you're doing now. A little different. Little well, different. yeah, I was cooking Italian food, and yeah. now I'm cooking American food. So, so, um, but you're cooking a very specific region of American food. Well, you know, after all those years working with Italians, you know, every Italian I've worked with had so much 
pride in their area mm. in their region you know and you would talk to them about it and they would say oh no in my town we don't do that they do that in Siena <laughs> and then you know they'd say well what what is American food and and to me there is certain food that I grew up with that nobody ever talks about that much you know the, like what I don't know like scrapple and funnel cakes what and is scrapple okay so wait hold on, let's let's just say that you are from Pennsylvania I'm from Pennsylvania right. I went to school I went to. I'm trained as a pastry chef. I went to pastry school in Baltimore. Okay. Um, then Scrap- I lived in D.C. and then I moved to New York. So, so I kind of did that circle. I would love to, to hear your these. definition of scrapple. Scrapple is it's really uh, <laughs> as we make it. It's cornmeal and buckwheat mush with porky bits in it. Oh, okay. But let's pretend that we're in a diner in Pennsylvania and it's like the '70s. Well, and then and then it's just scrapple. It's just yeah. like gray squishy stuff on a plate. Yeah. It's yeah. like everything that's not used uh, ground up and then fried, fried in a yeah. certain well, like a brick form. Yeah. Put those eyebrows down. It, it's actually really good. I had scrapple today, which I don't usually eat it, but right. it, um, just because I don't usually eat what we're cooking. But yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was good. Can you make a funnel cake out of scrapple? Can you deep fry scrapple and put powdered sugar on it? I guess you could. We, uh, we, you know, when we first opened, we were doing fried mush, like sort of vegetarian <laughs> scrapple, I guess. I don't know. But we just thought fried mush would be really good, because I remember having that when I was a little kid that didn't have any meat in it. You know, sort of like vegan, gluten-free. It's got everything going for it's it. It's a Brooklyn heavens plate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. it just it's, it talks <laughs> to so many different different things. Um, but... But it didn't really go over. But now that we're now that we're like kind of rolling in this, I think I might go back to the fried mush. So you you do brunch and you do dinner and and we do lunch and you do lunch and talk to me about the different. I mean, look, they don't do breakfast during the week. Okay, you know. Um, so you do tasting menus for dinner. Talk yeah, dinner to, is always a fixed menu. So, so you come in. Yeah. You, you have. Uh, for everybody at the table gets to share five or six appetizery things or snacky things you know everything from pretzel rolls to pretzel rolls whatever so we have like a big pickle plate or sometimes there's <sighs> some kind of pate something fried you know little snacks and then there's a, a middle course which is usually some sort of pasta or spetzel or dumplings or something like that and then um, you get a choice of main course that's either meat or fish or vegetarian and then you get desserts for everybody so good. You know what I really like about the restaurant? It's the service. Yeah. Uh, we lucked out. We have the nicest service. Well, you know, I feel that, and we've talked about this before, that Brooklyn has sometimes this thing called Brooklyn service, which is just a lot of you're welcome. And your staff is really warm and really and really uh, friendly and open. Um, where did you pull a lot of your people from? They just kind of, they kind of arrived. I mean... <laughs> Most of our most of our staff has been there since we opened, which is you know, which means we have a tiny staff because you know, but um, they're just nice people. We we really lucked into a, a nice group of genuinely sweet and friendly persons. And the the cool thing the cool thing too is is that they're like not starving artists. They're yeah, they're successful artists. Yeah, which makes scheduling a nightmare, but it's it's really cool. You <laughs> what know, type of art are they making? Um, well, one is a well, one who's on leave is a painter, um, and then we have a, like an an actress, comedian. We have a dancer. We have a playwright. And wow. So the holiday talent show is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Skit night, right? Yeah. 
Um, well, listen, we're going to take a quick musical break, but then when I come back, we want to talk to you about how you plan your menus and what it's like to put together a tasting menu um, for what is an insane low, low price. The whole record's like that. Yeah. Sick. Bring, bring, bring that noise. <laughs> yeah. That's actually the second track on the record. Oh, is it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like we're getting a lot of good content ideas that we could create. Uh, well, we have Chef Patty Jackson from Downware Hudson, the, the ingenue, can we say that, of the uh, Williamsburg dining scene right now? Awesome. I always wanted to be an ingenue. That's there you go. Awesome. Five months old, one Michelin star, favorable review in the Times. And the craziest thing is that when I started reading about it is that uh, you that the tasting menu was $48. Yep. Which is so staggeringly low, yep. relatively. How did you... I mean, you don't want... is a pretty specific number. Yeah. One, very specific. <laughs> and two, why did you decide... I mean, you could do 50 bucks. Or is it like that nine ninety nine? Yeah, I think it's probably the nine ninety nine. <laughs> I don't know. It started out... I, I, I like the number 48. Yeah, it's great. Know. Lucky number? Maybe, yeah. Um, so, uh, how do you go about planning your menu? 
Uh, it's a couple things. A, a lot of it is, is, you know, seasonally influenced. So, you know, it's like if I go to the green market and something's there, then that might be a, something. And, uh, you know, because it's so local or, yeah. or, be, or because the, it's the region is a local thing, um, you know, th- there are a lot of things that sort of, you know, the weather. <laughs> you know, it was Indian summer last week. We had succotash. I mean, because that's what you have <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah. You uh, know, so... Yeah, it's it's easier than you think. It, it kind of makes a really natural progression. Favorite season to cook this way? Right now. Right, really? Yeah. Why? Like, end of summer, cusp of fall type thing? Yeah, there's so much good stuff. You know, there's so much... It's so exciting. You know, apples are exciting right now. Apples are exciting right now. Well, yeah. And cabbage is exciting right now. Pumpkins. Pumpkins. That cabbage is so hot right now. Yeah. But, but then, you know, by February... Apples and pumpkins and cabbage are not going to be exciting anymore. People are just pissed. Yeah. Like, if I see one more root vegetable on a menu, I'm going to lose my I can never eat my, another root vegetable. lose my shit. Um, so what do you do then, like, when February rolls around? I don't know. I haven't had a February yet. Fair enough. Yeah, Darren. God. Well, you've come on for <laughs> Yeah, but I've cooked... Before, I was yeah. cooking uh, Southern Italian food or, or making pastry. Is there anything- February used to be Tropical Fruit Month when I was a pastry chef. Oh. That sounds awful. It's- Bananas for Valentine's Day. There you go. Ooh, real bananas fosters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, are there any things, uh, staples that are not going to leave the menu? Like, you know, like the pretzel rolls or like the green tomato pie or anything like the that? The pretzel rolls weren't a permanent thing on the menu. So when we started, we didn't we had different things. But then everybody wanted the pretzel rolls. They're so, so good. The green tomato pie, I'm probably going to get green tomatoes maybe for another two or three weeks. And then that's it? That's it. You know, um, it's exciting to know that you know you could come back once a season and have a totally different experience every time. Yeah, you can come back. You can come back pretty much once a month and have a totally different experience, except uh, for like the green tomato pie, which has been it just won't leave. Well, I mean, when it gets when it gets that sort of nod in the times, it's yeah. tough when people come in, and then people are going to be pissed like three months from now when they read it and they're like, "It's not on the menu." It's like, we meet something. Yeah, it's we, out of season. That happened with the New York Times review, though. People came in and were like, you know, where are the crab cakes? It's like, well, we don't have, you know, we have crab cakes for brunch. Do you want those? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So why don't you eat dinner and then come back tomorrow? Yeah. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Guy. <laughs> yeah. But no. And I love I love at the end when you come out and you say hi to everyone. Yeah, that's, well, yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. Really? <laughs> Do you get nervous? Yeah. Every night? Yeah. Yeah, and it's also the, you know, you, like, I'm standing at the kitchen door, and I'm looking at these people, and they're not smiling. So, I don't know why they're not smiling. Like, I don't know if, you know, they just hated everything, or they, you know, oh my hate God. me. Hate every, every day, this is your own personal hell. This is my own personal hell. It's like your hell. own sad, my, yeah, yeah. I created the thing that terrifies me the most, yeah. So... That's kind of good. You get to face your fear every day, then. But, I mean, the response has been, I mean, what happened, I mean, what do you see... What is it like to go out? Because that's not every chef does that, and you really go out. I mean, when you came to the table, you talked with us for about five minutes, which is a healthy amount of time. Fortunately, I didn't leave anything on the stove. Usually, I leave something on the stove when I do it, and then I go back and I'm like, ah, oh. chef. Yeah. Was well, it just you in the kitchen? No, I have. Uh, I have usually there, it's me and two or three other guys, and, I, and they're all guys. I know, I'm, ladies. I'm looking. Looking. For, yeah, looking for a girl cook. Um. But yeah, the, it's you know I have help. So what is the uh, what does the future hold? Like where where do you go? 
It's been five months, Darren. Well, Give I her a fucking break. <laughs> no. Jesus. You're stressing her out. Yeah, Darren. Dude. Oh, my God. Know well, your, I just know your audience. Rule number one. Personal hell in the restaurant, out of the restaurant. Yeah, seriously. This radio show. Well, I'm just saying, like, you have a lot of love. A lot of support. You're making I great feel, food. I feel super, super blessed. Um, I probably would like to do some more baking, and we don't really have the space for it. Yeah. So I think that maybe down the road we might do something, an annex, a, an auxiliary thing. Oh, but, nice. But for right now, we're pretty happy and settled in where we're at. So. Um, oh, one thing I want to talk about was the soundtrack. Who does your music selection? Um, what are you going to say about it? I loved it. Oh, okay. I do. <laughs> no, we, um, we, uh, yeah. It's fun. It's, it's really a, a series of Pandora channels that we kind of okay. link together. Um, but, you know, we, we play a lot of um, Valerie June and a lot of Graham Parsons and a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cool, like, weird country kind of things. And if you put them all together, you get some really great stuff, so... <laughs> the Delwyn Hudson Pandora algorithm, <laughs> right? That leads to some great stuff. Cool. You know, it's it's the it, it's the funniest thing. You know, when you start, when, I worked for all these other restaurants, and when we were opening, it's like, oh, we have to put so much thought into all of these things, and then we just ran out of time, right? You know, and so I own all of this music that I, I still haven't gone through to like, you know, it's, I'm never going to put together a playlist for the restaurant that way. You know, no, some people really, really just. They do that. They start with a list of a thousand and just keep adding to it, yeah. adding to it, adding to it. And and I really admire them, but it's tough to do. You know, it's it's I don't know. And uh, and, it, and what I want to hear every day changes. Brunch, yeah. You know, the brunch list is always. Uh, you know. What's brunch like? Sometimes it's uh, old, you know, girl groups, and sometimes it's Steely Danny, and sometimes it's you know, I don't know. I swear the Smiths were playing today. I don't know. <laughs> it's brunch. It's um, brunch. Oh, Big Star. Big Star was big for oh. a couple of weeks in the summer. Okay. Well, Patty, I want to thank you for coming by. Well, thanks for having me. I, I hope we didn't stress you out too much. No, you didn't. And, um, and you can come to brunch, and then I'll come out, and then I'll be all stressed. And okay. Like, yeah. It'll be great. Um, so where can people find all the uh, nuts and bolts, all the information? Uh, well, um, we're on Twitter. We're at Dell and Hud, and we're on Instagram. And we have a website that's called DelawareAndHudson.com. Spelled out. D-E-L-A-W-A-R No, I meant the and was spelled out Oh, I thought you said spelled yeah. out I'm no, no, sorry, no. I'm, I'm like God, I hope I spelled Delaware right Yeah, <laughs> um, It's great uh, So yeah, I would say And you guys take reservations, which is super nice We take reservations for dinner And we take, yeah, and call ahead We're, we're always there so. Awesome, well thanks right. for hanging out Thanks for having me, it was stick a pleasure a, Stick around, there'll be some pizza coming soon
Fuck the mother niggas cause you down for her bridges. And fuck the mother niggas hope she down for some sticking. And fuck the mother niggas hope she down for some licking. And fuck the mother niggas cause she down for some tricking. And fuck the mother niggas cause you down for her bridges. And fuck the mother niggas cause she down for some sticking. And fuck the mother niggas hope she down for some licking. And fuck the mother bitches cause she down for the tricking. Hi, welcome back to Nike Tunes. You want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Juliana Barwick. I'm Nimai. <laughs> I'm, I'm backing up the lovely Juliana Barwick. Nimai is one of my best friends, and she um, she's in Prince Rama, which is one of the best bands in the entire world. Stop. <laughs> just, just like, keep going. Uh, by the way, great, great co-interviewing today. Yeah, thank you. Way to get in there. Thanks. Um, so I have to say that your music is some of the most beautiful music I've ever heard. <gasps> um, when Hannah sent it over to me to be like, oh, would you ever consider this for the radio show? I was like, absolutely. And then, when, yeah, first it was duh. And then, <laughs> then I was like, it's like very specific. And then when the Iceland, I read about you recording in Iceland and Sigur Ross and I was like, oh, now it begins to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a match made in heaven, I think. Yeah. Um, when were you over there? Um, spring 2012. Amazing. Yep. What's it like being over there, just recording music and being in the wild? It's it's um, surreal. I was, every day I was like pinching myself. Like, wow, you are in Iceland and making music. Life is grand. How did that uh, like friendship start? Alex sent me an email. Alex Summers, um, who ended up producing it. Um, Alex of, of you know, Yonzi and Alex. and um, but Alex has done a bunch of different things. He's started producing for more people. And he's done a lot of, like, mixing and recording for Sigaros and all of their, like, satellite projects. Um, so he sent me an email. It was just like, uh, we love your music and we would love to do something with you one day. And I, like, I ran a few laps around the couch, and then I was like, "Woo, yes!" And I sent an email back, and and we just talked all year. That was 2011. 
So we talked all year long and made plans for me to come over and, and do it. Uh, how many times did you have to, re- did you have to rewrite that email? Um, actually, <laughs> it was like a total knee-jerk reaction, and I just said, yes, with like 15 exclamation points. Yeah, I was points. about to ask how many exclamation points. Yeah, I was like, I'm not, I can't control the nerdiness. I'm just going to let it flow. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's better just to not to like not play it cool just be like fuck it yeah they're gonna find out anyway so <laughs> like two minutes in like you're gonna be like your knees will be shaking like tears running down your face at the airport just being like exactly yeah so yeah I, I think I responded just instantly as soon as I saw the email I just responded I can't, like, cool. even, I can't even imagine getting like just be like oh let me check my email and just getting yeah that was that was one of the biggest ones ever so oh, were there others a <laughs> uh, couple others. Um, but yeah, I up until that point, all my solo-y stuff was like bedroom recordings with no one watching or listening or anything at all. Did they say how they found out about your music? Uh, nope. Hmm. And you never asked? Nope. <laughs> don't, don't push your luck. <laughs> okay. Don't push your luck. Just get in there. Uh, let's hear a song. Yeah, let's hear a song. Okay, cool. Um, so this first one is one
cheering yeah. Yeah, yeah that was really great this is like a perfect there's like certain records that you like winter records mm. like uh i imagine like uh nine degrees out and like bundled up and the sky is oh, purple come on come on we're not there yet no but i'm saying when that happens no. when that happens i'm leaving no yeah. when that happens this record will be uh on play there's just certain records that are like made for certain seasons yeah, I was kind of like, I mean, we we recorded it um, in you know spring of 2012, and it didn't come out until August of last year, um, 2013. I I kind of I felt like it was a wintry record, yeah. but things happen, and we had to release it in August. <laughs> but um, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I, it's kind yeah. of wintry to me also. So well for all the snacky tune fans out there they they can get this ready for winter yeah um you were saying before that was your mom on the backing track yeah oh what's the what's that about well um <laughs> she i mean she's has a beautiful beautiful voice and i grew up listening to her sing you know all the time um so i was had, a professional or she just had a good voice um she just has a great voice and um, she, I just always wanted her on a record. And I'd taken, like, my sister to Australia, and we were, like, in a city every day. And I took my dad to France and Portugal, and Ooh. we were in a city every day. And it was my turn to take my mom somewhere. But she's not kind of like a city-a-day kind of lady. Mm. And I just thought, this is perfect. She should go to Iceland with me. 
um, and be on the record. And Was she there the entire time? No, not the entire time. I went twice, so she went the first time with me in February, and then I came back and did about five or six more weeks of work on it with Alex in May. Tough. Real terrible. sacrifice. Did, I mean. did you delve into Icelandic cuisine at all? Because they have some funky stuff over there. Um, not a ton. I just I saw signs a lot that was like, "Our special today is whale and puffin," and I was like, "Oh, that makes me want to cry." <laughs> they have this. I think it's like this rotten fish that they bury. Oh yeah, I can't remember what the name of that is. Lufthik? Something like that. I don't know. And they also, they also also serve pony. It's it's one step up from scrapple. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the fermented shark. Yeah. Fermented shark stuff. Yeah. And it's Mm. like I've watched a ton of Anthony Bourdain over the years, and that's the one thing that he was like, I can't, I can't, no, like I'll eat anything else, like. It sounds terrifying. Yeah, so I don't know. Fermented shark. I'm sorry, I didn't get too 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 adventurous with the puffin or the. Uh, for Minotaur. I don't even think you need to apologize. I don't. I think I'm adventurous either. And I think I would. Probably... You know, the, the upsetting thing is they serve the puffin with the head still on. No, oh, no. Get out of here! You're fired. So snack. cute. Um, and then you also had a children's choir on there, right? Which is like, um, that's a fancy way of saying <laughs> that. Um... You conscripted some children. <laughs> that's a fancy way of saying that. Uh, Goggy is the basis for Sigaros. He has a beautiful teenage daughter, and and she has some beautiful teenage friends. And they came to the Sungling studio, and we recorded with them for a day, and paid them in pizza and ice cream. Yes, <laughs> that's all teenagers want anyway. They were yeah. stoked. They were like, yes. That's what they would have spent their money on. They would have. You just cut out the ordering. Exactly. Yeah, and they they'd recorded on some Sigaro stuff too. So yeah. That's where the no child labor laws in Iceland. I guess not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, should we hear another song? Yeah, let's do another song. song. Cool. <laughs> I guess we can do that. What's this one called? This one is Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. Thank you. 
Yeah. Me, my. That's a good, like, do you Ooh. wink Do you wink a lot when you finish songs? I only wink at Juliana. Oh. <laughs> very special friendship. Oh, yeah. How did you winking? two meet? We met in Istanbul. Istanbul. Really? Yep. Both of our bands were playing together at this festival. Okay. What well, festival? I don't know. You remember? I think it was in a different language. Okay. I don't uh, remember. <laughs> uh, I think Bant Mag put it together. Okay. I can't remember the exact name of the festival, but... Um, it was so fun. It was so fun, and every... People in Istanbul are just freaking awesome, and that they place is ridiculously wait. beautiful, and um, it was me and Prince Rama and Moon Duo and just mm. a bunch of like really, really Psyche. amazing people people psych get out there yeah it was fantastic and then we just kind of like followed each other around we were at north we were, by northeast together we were in and australia then, together and we did a we did like the sugar mountain festival in melbourne oh. and monofoma and tasmania we were just i was following them around a lot how yeah. was sugar mountain how was so it great. yeah that was off the hook john mouse mm. played so and he i got, kind of fell in love with your sister i think him and my sister had like We're talking forever. Yeah, they were uh, just fe- some festival love f- sessions. No, I, they they are both like complete brainiacs. Mm. So they were just bouncing off of each other. It was like watching ping pong. Yeah, well, Julian and I just sit there and like wink at each other. Yeah, we're like, hey, I like your nail polish. <laughs> yeah, John Mouse and her sister were talking about like the universe. Yeah, <laughs> it went all over the place. And we're just like, cool, everything. <laughs> <laughs> So much winking. You blew an, I blew an eye out, actually. <laughs> My falsies fell off. <laughs> so, um, what what's next? Tours, musings, wandering um, around in a snow-filled New York City. Oh, I hope not. No, it's coming. It's gonna be brutal winter. I can feel it. Even worse than last one because I was I missed last year's winter Same. and everyone was like, "You're lucky you're not here because it just it was sucks a nightmare." Nightmare. Yeah. It just kept, it wouldn't stop snowing. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, it means I can listen to your album longer, but. Um, what's next for me is uh, fun, fun, fun. I'll be there. Oh, sweet. You want to hang out? Yeah, dog. How's your winking game, Darren? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. You have some time to work on it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, can't go out tonight working my winking game for fun, fun, fun. <laughs> me and J-Bar are going to wink at each other. Wink. Um, fun, fun, fun. And then on November 20th, I'm playing a lighthouse um, on the cliffs of Norway. And that's real. <laughs> that is a real sentence. That is a real sentence. Yeah, and I get to sleep there. Wait, what is... what? what? I don't even Alone. know. Alone. I, I must survive the night. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you survive the night, you can play a brunch set the next day. Exactly. Yeah. I, what what I is it? Wait. I don't. It's just like a one-off. Um, uh, just it's a casual I'm, one-off. Yeah, I don't know. I'm playing La Guess Who, which is my booking, my Europe booking agent's um, festival that he does in Utrecht. Um, La Guess Who, and I'm doing the like 24-hour drone fest with like uh, William Basinski and um, a few other awesome people. You can stand for the whole thing. Probably not unless they give me treats. Yeah. <laughs> Like Red Bull? Five-hour energy drink? Uh, no, thank you. That stuff makes me... I haven't even ever tried that because I know it would make my heart feel really bad. You never know until you try it. No, it, no, it makes me feel like my heart is sitting outside of my chest. Yeah. Like in a good way? I don't think Not I like that way. feeling. Look how cute this little girl is. This little my girl goodness. Yes. It's, it's, always, it's always the kids that can 
like look in. So cute. Yeah. Um, so that's November. Pretty and then good. December is just holiday time, hanging out with my little nephew and stuff. Where are you from? Um, I, I was born in Louisiana, but my whole family's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and my sister just had the cutest baby in the world last Halloween, so that's where Oh, do you know what the kid's going as this year? I think he's going to be Charlie Brown. Okay. Uh, probably has the right haircut. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be too hard. He's going to get the shirt, and he basically looks like it. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, well, we want to make sure we get one more before Song we have uh, Ben Stevenson. Um, but uh, where can people find you? Instagram, Twitter, Smoke Signals. Every, I mean, it's Juliana Barwick. Twitter, Instagram, website. No J-Bar? Not, not yet. <laughs> that's your future hip-hop career? Yeah. Yeah, that's when I get the cover of Us Weekly. I'll be J-Bar. J-Bar's Dirty Laundry. When I start dating... Um, who do I want to date? Zach Efron. <laughs> Harry Styles. Oh, yeah, Harry Styles. Yeah. No one can see how much you're blushing on the radio. Even like, though he's like 20 years younger than me, no big deal. That's cool. Whatever. Yo. Yeah. It's never too late to be a cougar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can do that your whole life. Yeah. Get after it. Uh, so what's this last track you're going to play for us? We're going to do prize winning because it's drummy and that's what Nimi does. Also, my sister did a remix of this song. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a Matrimony Remixes uh, EP that... I put out on uh, Asthmatic Kitty. And Love I that label. Like, Love I it. I feel like people don't really know about this Matrimony Remixes EP, but it's pretty dope. It has um, Tarika from Prince Rama did one, and Diplo and Lunas did one. My friend Brian did one. My friend Roberto did one. And Is that their DJ names, my friend Brian? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty good, though. Alias Pale, Elato Negro, Prince Rama... Diplo and Lunas is pretty dope. It's pretty that great. Diplo guy, watch out for him. Yeah. Big things in 2015. Yeah, he's doing he's doing okay he's for doing himself. Okay. He's doing fine. I think he's gonna be okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, that's the impression I get. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having us. This okay. was super fun. Yeah, and stick around. We got Ben Stevenson coming up next on this very special annual once a year CMJ. Yikes. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so we'll see you in Austin. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Thanks. 512. <laughs> yeah. That's the zip. I mean, the area code.
And we're back. Very special CMJ. End of CMJ. End of CMJ. Day. This yeah. is really... It's this extra tacked on day, which I think is... Yeah. is uh, Six days of CMJ? I don't know. Uh, anyway, Juliana was great. So good. That was really great. And uh, in joining us in the studio now is a Torontonian. <laughs> no, not... not, not I mean, ninth generation. <laughs> you know, they say that... To be a real New Yorker, you need to live here for 10 years. How many years do you need to live in Toronto to be an official Torontonian? Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I feel like that yet. I've been there for seven. So I feel like I'm almost there. We'll almost? See, though. We'll Al- see, though. Almost. Almost. What are the, uh, almost what are, full-fledged. What are the staples there? You know, like everyone in New York is like, oh, this is where the best piece of pizza is. This is how I get a cab. Like, wh- what are, like, the myths of Toronto... Um, that you discover when being there. Um, geez, this is, uh, it's really early in the morning to be scanning my brain like this. But um, hard hitting, hard hitting questions here on Snacky Tune <laughs> with Ben Stevenson. Come on, let's do it. Let's uh, do it. I'm thinking food. <laughs> let, let, let me think of food just because it's pertinent to the show. Um, food spots. You got to know the right shawarma place. Mm. Um, you got to know. Pete, there's no real pizza scene in Toronto. Like Vancouver has an amazing, like dollar slice pizza yeah. thing going on. Familiar but, with the dollar slice but, scene in Vancouver. But Toronto has none of that. But is the Vancouver slice like here? It's like ninety nine cent slice and it's awful. <laughs> it's like, it's like hardboard. Nah, you get some good pizza for. for I mean, it, you know, it's like a dollar fifty for the, like the. The oh, deluxe, yeah. the deluxe oh, did you want a plate? Did you stuff. want a plate? Oh, that's two dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right. like, it's like, a, it's like, oh, how is that four dollars? Yeah, how did that? that Wait, like, what? Real expensive, real. Co- I got a slice that is four. All of a sudden, it was one loony. Now it's a toonie, and now. Uh, wow, you guys know Canada? Oh, yeah. We're we're um, half Canadian. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. we're Montrealians. Ah, uh, Montrealians. 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 Yeah. Can I be Canadians? Our dad is a uh, full-blown Montreal Leonian. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but you're from out west, though, right? Yeah. What's that Edmonton pizza scene like? The Edmonton pizza scene, you know, is pretty dead. <laughs> it's pretty dead. It's, uh, it's like, I mean, it's good. You can get good pizza, but it's not like a sliced scene, you know? Now, is Edmonton where you first started playing music? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I grew up in the in kind of the punk scene out there. What's the Edmonton punk scene like? It's really strong, you know, like, especially when I was growing up, it's like, um, it's a really good bastion for a lot of things. I mean, when we were, when I was a kid, it was kind of the echo of what had happened a few years earlier with like, you know, bands like SNFU Mm -hmm. came from, they actually from my neighborhood. Um, Down the street. Pretty much, actually. (laughs) And um, so that was cool. Like, it was always a really sort of. Uh, supportive scene and and now even you got you got guys like <clears throat> I think there's a lot of young kids that kind of came after me in the scene that are now doing really well like internationally like Mac DeMarco and oh man he's huge he's yeah. Remington mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this band like I was saying this band Tops that's one of my favorite bands right now that's a, a real CMJ buzz band <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, my boy Calvin Love is is killing it too he was just out here Sean Savage. A lot of kids from Edmonton doing some cool stuff these days. What are the venues in Edmonton? Um, Over the last few years, there's been a place called Wonder Bar that I think was really kind of holding the scene down. Um, But like I said, I've been gone for, I've been away for seven years, so I go back periodically, but... What prompted the move to uh, Toronto? uh, You know, I had to follow my heart, you know, Mm -hmm. it was a girl. 
Oh, yeah. Classic story. Fall in love. Move to Toronto. <laughs> was she a Torontonian? No, she was from Edmonton as well. Ed- she was going to school. And, and, and my band at the time was kind of falling apart. And, um, you know, I just was, I was ready for it. So This it is a classic sense. story. <laughs> this is like the most insert city. But um, you want to rip a tune? Sure. Yeah. Where do you want to play? Uh, I'm going to play a song called Magnolia. Okay, oh, wait, cool. That's a nice Martin. Thank you. The song's about um, another city on another coast. It's called uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> so it goes like this. <clears throat> Some might grow ya, might bleach your hair. California You lost the day They took your beauty And it went nowhere It was all magnolia Standing there with your guitar Saying Of all the better things you had All the better days you passed Don't forget it ever happened The better things you had Down in the valley Starlit eyes Over the hills and And far behind It took your dreams And it went nowhere I saw you on Magnolia With your golden hair and your guitar Say no Of all the better things you had All the better days have passed Don't believe it never happened The better things make no Right by you, like I didn't care. And you still sang out, yes, I wasn't there. I could have told you I loved your voice, but I can't say it. Had a choice, just let the song take you there. Magnolia, Magnolia. 
great. Thank awesome. You. Love that, Martin. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> Uh, so how do you go from punk scene in Edmonton, Edmonton to writing songs like this? Um, I mean, I, I've always been into all kinds of things, you know, musically. Um, growing up in my band, we kind of... What was we, the band's we, name? We were called Our Mercury. Um, we were kind of like really open to different things. We used to, we used to listen to more hip-hop and soul music and reggae music than anything, you know? Um, especially by the end, you know, we kind of, we kind of were really free and open with how we would evolve as a band. We all, we were always changing, and going into different things. And, um, so after the band broke up, I was really sort of on a soul music kick and I really kind of went heavy into it and, um, you know, just tried to develop my voice in that way, um, and to get that sort of feeling out and, uh. Yeah, I ended up kind of falling into some situations in Toronto, working with some more sort of urban music producers, and, um, you know, just kind of found my way to it. And then, you know, I also kind of, at the same time, would would go back and write, like, a song like that. It's right. kind of a country song or whatever. Who are your, you know? uh, who are your soul guys? Um, I mean, I like, I, I was obsessed with Sam Cooke, just because of that. Never, you know, that never voice. heard of him. <laughs> I love him. His two live albums, yeah, live with Copa, yeah, Square, yeah, those are great classics. Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. Almost all of the stuff he did in in some ways, like it's amazing how me. much he got out in such a short amount of time. Yeah, it is when you when you look at like how quick his career was and and uh, how early he passed. Like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. What we're left with is is like <laughs> it's a lot, pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, um, you know, and then guys like. Um, like obscure guys like O.V. Wright or something like that obviously like the big guys Al Green and yeah. all those guys you know but uh, I just love that sound you know especially the southern stuff I really loved so so crisp so classic yeah, yeah. exactly so then just, that just so much feel in it yeah know? And that evolved into what we're like, what we're listening to now, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That that song I just played is not really representative of what I'm what I'm about to do. Like that wasn't a, that wasn't a Sam Cooke cover. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, but I'm uh, the new stuff that I'm working on is 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 very modern, but it's got a you know a sort of tinge of the old feel of of soul music in it. Can so. you play Can you play one for us? Yeah. Okay. This is the the title track off this EP we're about to put out. Uh, a song called Summer Dealer, and the EP is called Dirty Laundry. So. <clears throat> I watched the ceiling fan Go round and round again I can't believe you in But you're gone I miss the little things I placed a little bit On you, girl, I confess That I'm lost I, I can't call it I think I'm folding your dirty laundry Caught in the winding river And the water takes you back Fade to black Ooh, Autumn fever Summer dealer Could you get me Falling orange Should have wandered But I need that high 
took your picture there, carried it everywhere. It looked so different when I went back without you. Let the moments pass, slow motion, hourglass. You can't catch that falling sand. Can't go back. I I can't call it. Baby, I think I'm folding your dirty laundry, caught in the winding river. And the water lifts you up. Fill your cup. Ooh, autumn fever, summer dreamer. A lot of soul in that one. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> a lot of feeling. So, how, so uh, talk about the uh, the EP, the Dirty Laundry EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've been working on it for the last year or so. Um, uh, a bunch of songs produced by uh, this producer, Happy Perez, who I've done a bunch of work with. He's in he's down in Houston. Amazing producers, done stuff with Frank Ocean and Miguel, and a host of other people. Um, some stuff I produced myself on there. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's it's uh it sort of tells a story of um you know what it, what it might imply from the from the title, a lot of sort of stuff I'm not necessarily proud of, but <laughs> shit that you go through, you know, yeah. we all we all kind of go through and I think it's relatable in that sense. Um, the tough times of Toronto. The tough times. <laughs> TTT. <laughs> <laughs> uh classic story. Classic story. Uh, yeah. uh, and then uh, record release going to be in uh, Toronto? Yeah, we're playing a show there this Thursday. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, and yeah, just to get out, you know, performing more, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's exciting to be launching the, the release and finally being able to sort of get out and play these songs for people that I've, that I've had for, you know, a minute in my pocket. So Where's the, uh, what's the venue? Uh, it's the Drake Hotel. Love the Drake. Yeah, you that, know it. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, everyone loves the Drake all over the world. They love him. Yeah, they, classic. Um, well, they also, but they take. Uh, I'm uh, kidding. But. Tour manage. No, no, I tour manage a band, and I've, I've actually been in the Drake like a f- number of times. Nice. Yeah. And they actually take really good care of the musicians. Cool. And artists. Cool. I mean, I'm not from out of town, so I, I won't get a room or anything. But 
Is that where Drake I live right got by his there. name? Nope. Are you sure? <laughs> He's from Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, these are these are facts that you are saying. But <laughs> I don't want to call him Drake. He's from Toronto. Keep going. His performing name is Drake. Keep going. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> um, so then you can hit the road at all. You can hit a little tour at all. Um, we don't have a tour planned, but uh, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Not opposed to it. <laughs> <laughs> I live. I live for the road. You know. Do you spend a lot so. of time on the road? I mean, I grew, I grew up, up doing it, you know, so... Do you miss it, though? Like, the, in the van, weeks on end? Um, certain things about it, sure. Obviously, it's not the uh, it's not the most glamorous thing, but I, I mean, I love it. I love touring. I love being able to play, um, uh, you know, hanging out with friends and just kind of catching jokes all the way. It's, you know, it's great. Touring is great. How was uh, CMJ this week? CMJ was was really cool. It yeah. was um yeah, we did a few performances. Um saw a bit of cool stuff. I didn't see as much as I'd like to. I was trying I mean, to see never. more. But it was really hard to get into some stuff, you know, like we show up and just wait in lines and, and shit. So That's the one thing about CMJ, it's like you're waiting in line to see a band that like will play to like a quarter full room like two weeks from now. Yeah. Just because it's, it's like college kids. I mean it's most true. people come through Toronto too, right? Yeah, Toronto, you're not going to miss too too much for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't go out to see live music too much. I'm kind of like kind of like lay low when I'm at home. Yeah, yeah. Hunker down in the Toronto Tony in there. I'll end up going to see yeah. <laughs> I'll end up going to see friends bands and stuff. Yeah. Anybody want to name check? Um, my uh, I, I I'd like to. Give a give a shout out to my good friend Michael Ralt, who's about to come out with uh, a single on Burger Records. One of my closest friends. Burger is awesome. Incredible musician. Yeah. Burger's the best. Yeah, yeah. That's they, cool. They're really getting behind him, and um, yeah, he's like my best friend. Basically, we hang out all the time. That's awesome. And uh, so I'm really excited about him. He's uh, got some got some fire. These new records are coming out, so that is cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Toronto's got a lot of cool stuff, and I and I'm I'm involved in kind of different worlds out there. So it's cool to sort of, you know, from anything from like, you know, sort of psyche garage rock to like, you know, weird rap music to, you know, electronic music. And I, I kind of have my 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 fingers in all these different areas. So cool. Um, well, we want to make sure we get one more song in. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, where can people find you? Get the EP. Um, yeah, we'll we'll. It's gonna be available for free download at first. So um, obviously, but you can watch me on Twitter, Benjamin Stevie, um, SoundCloud. Just search Ben Stevenson, and um, SoundCloud.com/slash Benjamin Stevie. And yeah, cool. I mean, that's probably the best thing. All right. Well, we want to thank everyone for coming by today. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah thanks for well, having me. Yeah, thanks. We're out the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, we'll be back like November sixteenth or something like that. Sweet. And uh, let's, if any, let's mark it down. Just mark it down. And if any of you are going to be in Austin uh, for fun, fun, fun fest, come and find us because we'll be roaming around. I'll be in Boston. Boston. Yeah. Uh, what's the last song you got for us? A song called Perfect. Okay. All right. Well, let's end this show on a perfect note then. <laughs> be perfect for you You think you know me well But 
She'll never know the shade of this blue. Keep running from yourself. When the memories come knocking at your door, and you can't scrub them off your checkered floor. Remember, I really loved you. I really loved you in the passenger side. I really loved you when we took that ride. Now you wanna walk away from me? Do you mean it honestly? Nothing I can say to make you wanna stay. You wanna give me back? That I can do to renew me and you. You know I rarely gossip, but girl, I've heard. I don't know a thing about it, but I see you round, and I can feel. But I doubt it. Cause inside my heart, it's not my fault that I, I'll never be perfect for you. You think you know me well, but you'll never know the shade of this blue. Keep running from yourself, from yourself, from yourself. We talk about food. We talk about music with musical dudes. Finger on the pulse, snacky tunes. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.